This is uh, Pat Moran with Healthier Money. I'm really honored today to be talking to Doug from uh, Direct Source Distributing. I know when I say that, I know that you have many different businesses and have a lot of experience. So I thought what we might do is just start about, you know, you're self-employed, you're a businessman. I, I know there's a lot of scary things when you're just starting out. Kind of walk us through that. Talk us about how you got started, what's your story, a little bit of your successes, what you liked, what you didn't like. Just, it's your turn. Okay. Go. All right. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty frightening to start a business, uh, you know, because it's you don't have any guaranteed income. So to start off, uh, you have to have a business plan, uh, and then implement that into you know your your passion. Um, start with something that uh, you like doing, right? Uh, and I have a creative mind. I like seeing uh, things uh, from the creative aspect, building it, creating it, and then from the production aspect too, once I see it made, uh -huh. and then at the end, seeing the client's reaction. Um, they're always satisfied, of course, right? Sure. <laughs> I've but, used you and I'm satisfied. So. so, but yeah, just the whole process from uh, A to Z. Uh, you know, I got in the, the, the printing and merchandising uh, sector uh, about 10 years ago uh, as a marketing director. And then I learned quite a bit. And I was like, you know what? I can do all of this myself. Um, not just by myself, but I have to bring a team on. So okay. um, anyways, I started uh, in, in that industry about 10 years ago. Before that, I was in real estate, uh, gosh, since 2004, I would say. Okay. And um, started- I know you had some real successes with some of the real estate. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, on yeah. The different side of the real estate. Yeah, kind of well, action. with uh, the real estate, um, well, it first started off as uh, vacation rentals. Okay. Uh, this was before Airbnb. Okay. Airbnb huh. and uh, back when VRBO started and I was like well you know what I like uh, I like I can see myself managing vacation rentals and so I started my uh, my business in managing vacation rentals okay so I did that and then uh, that had a I got put on the back burner after the crash and then once I saw the opportunity in 2011 uh, then I started picking up more properties um, but I, what I was doing was wholesaling properties Okay. How does that work? Uh, so what you do is you find a property, a distressed home, uh, someone who might be underwater. Okay. Uh, there might be um, behind in payments, or maybe their their mother or father passed, and okay. they live uh, on the other side of the country, and they just want to dump the property. Uh, okay. They they don't want to deal with any type of realtors, and then they um, either find us or we search out and go after them. Okay. Uh, and through about a dozen different um, marketing. Techni techniques, okay. right? And then, so what we do is we go out, you know, find them. Uh, it could be, a, they could be uh, information that I get from a title company. It could be a door hanger. It could be uh, Facebook. It could okay. be any type of social media that um, you can imagine. It could, uh, I mean, the list is, you know, the bandit signs that you sure. see on the side sure, of the road. Yeah, sure. Um, but anyways, uh, we, we just have uh, calls trickling in every okay. day on a daily basis. And then we uh, look at the property, look at the comps, and if it's something that we feel that is going to be beneficial to take down, then we'll take it down. And then what we do is 
is within the inspection period, we have anywhere from seven days to, uh, we try to get 30 days, but okay. that rarely ever happens uh, because what it does is tie up the property. Sure. Uh, and I have about three to 400 uh, cash investors wow. that uh, are eager to fl uh, do the flips, the flip, um, sure. but that's something that I don't focus on. My business okay. uh, model doesn't go, uh, it doesn't focus on doing the rehabs itself. Okay. So I'm in and out within a week, wow. maybe a few days, and then I'll uh, disposition the property over to a cash investor who will then do the so repairs. What type of you know, is, what type of money can you make doing that? Is it usually ten, fifteen thousand dollars a property, or do you look for a certain, you know, size? Yeah, it's that, that's. There's no right answer, no or wrong answer. Reason. There's it's. It could be a thousand dollars. It could be twenty-five thousand huh. dollars. Um, it all depends on how how cheap I get the property and okay. how much the investor thinks that they can knock me down. Did you ever go down the path where you guys physically bought a property, did the rehab and flipped it? Or there that's were, just an absolute there were, no, no There were two, that's just not my, what my business strategy is okay. designed to do. Uh, but I have thought about it and there were two properties that we did uh, you know, get our inspection, we went past our inspection period. Okay. You know, and after that, then we were going to take it down and business partner, the, the contractor was going to come in and, and put some of his money down and it just didn't, didn't feel right. It didn't pan okay. out and I didn't want to go and put my money down or get a loan for it. Sure. And I was like, eh, it's just not, not, not the right time. So, you know, you lose money uh, here and there. Uh, it happened to us twice, but um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a lot of money. So, so I, I think, uh, and I'm dovetailing a little bit in the real estate, I think it's hilarious when, you know, with the the growth of home, uh, you know, home and garden TV and a number of these, you know, flipping shows and extreme makeover and all this other stuff, how everybody thinks they can just jump into the real mm -hmm. estate market, yeah. take down a property and I'm going to be a multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah. And I've talked to a few people that have actually done it and, and they've gotten their nose bloodied. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What advice do you think is important if you are going to be a real estate investor? Well, there's there's a lot out there. Okay. There's a lot of investors out there. There are a lot of wholesalers out there, Very especially in this market in Arizona. Uh, it's saturated, extremely okay. saturated. So uh, find a market that uh, might not be so saturated if you're just starting. Okay. You know, find uh, so you don't have too much competition. Okay. Um, I just happen to live in one of the most saturated markets of wholesalers um, and I'm still successful, but you know, I've got a great team on my hand, you, okay. know, you know, great team that we put together and it's working out for us. So okay. very, you very have happy. mentioned that word team three mm -hmm. or four times now, as we've moved through this conversation, you mentioned it with the real estate, you mentioned it starting off with your printing company, mm -hmm. um, you know, building your business plan. How important is it to be surrounded by an effective team? What are the things oh. that are... It's a, extremely important uh, uh, because you can't do everything yourself. Okay. You know, you have to delegate tasks for uh, those individuals who focus on solely that. Okay. Uh, so you can't try to do the... It's just like any type of trade. You, a plumber's not going to try to be an electrician. You know, not going to be okay. try to be a drywaller or a framer. You know, you know there's, there's, there's teams that have those individuals who focus just on that, okay. on that trade. And, uh, and so we've built, we've, we've, you know, picked, you know, we've had some, we've referred some, we have a power team, you know, okay. uh, you know, on, right. our, on our, you know, that, that are 
solely responsible for hanging drywall or you know or, or a GC who will manage the property and what we'll do is we have as we started our business that you know we found so many people along the way that we recommend these you know we, we consider our power team we have like, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. And we, we recommend you know certain trades to our investors because there's investors that want to like you were saying earlier they're investors that want to just jump in and say i can do this everyone's doing i've watched hgd tv and i i've got it i've got it i know what i'm doing uh, they don't, you know, and right. so what we do is we, we refer uh, certain trades to those investors who are just getting in, okay. you know, to the business. So try to build so, a network that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Talk about the printing company. What, uh, how do you get your leads there? What's going on with that? Is it successful? How long have you had it? Uh, let's see, the printing company I've had for about eight, eight years about. Okay. You know, so what we do is, um, well, it started, let's see, I started by working for one of my main competitors. Okay. Right, and then you know we were unhappy with uh, you know with what we were getting paid. Okay. So in turn, uh, you know, as you know, some people are at a, at a nine to five job. Um, then in turn, what I did is uh, bought the machines okay. and brought over the production manager and uh, a few of the printers to okay. our brick and mortar. Bought the okay. machines. And, and then from there, we, uh, I brought my accounts over with me and I had some pretty, uh, some high performing accounts that helped us, you know, start the Holy business, you know, so yeah, it really helped supercharge it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so from there, you know, it's just, I found my niche in what type of industry I want to print for. Okay. And, uh, that niche has really helped, you know, uh, create that success for me because it's an industry that I enjoy to be around too. And that would be, you know, festivals, um, it could be a convention or a trade show. Yeah, you were um, telling me that. A lot yeah. of music festivals. Music festivals, yeah, you know, food, wine, beverage, you know, beer festivals, wine festivals, wine, you know, so. But anyways, um, so that's the industry that I enjoy to be around, so why not, uh, you know, print for that type sure. of an event. That's interesting because as a small business owner, uh, there's a lot of times where we take a lot of stuff, throw it against the wall, and we try to see what sticks. Mm -hmm. I know that in our financial planning practice, one of the things that we're doing is, is we're really trying to go after a segment of the market with a very particular message, such as a safety first, build a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. And we're not looking to be all things to all people. And we're looking to people that really buy into that message. And I think sometimes, like with small business owners, there's a temptation that I've got to service everybody or else, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to get this sale and I'm not going to survive. But yet you've said exactly by going into a niche, really working that niche successfully and keeping the, you know, the eye on the prize. Mm -hmm. you've had, it sounds like you've had great success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been, it's been a great ride. It's been a great ride since I started the business. So now let me dovetail a little bit back towards our conversation a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, financially, mm -hmm. small business owner. What are some of the things that are important to you as you move through your, your financial path? Uh, saving, saving money. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, you know, when you get a big account, you, you, your first intuition is to be like, all right, let's go and use it. Let's go travel. Let's go uh, spend it. I can spend it now. I have money. This is something great that I've always strived to have. Uh, then you just spend it. 
Um, but that's that's something that you know after a few few years you're like right. okay I need to start saving this money. Okay. You know when you hit when I land big accounts you know it's something that I'm thinking oh okay this is something where I can put away this money and I, I really you know years ago I mean it was well, where are you gonna put it? What do you do with it? You're gonna put, you know make you know, a few percent on it, or are you going to put it in a, a Roth IRA, or okay. what, what, what am I going to do with it? So, you know, it's, it's finding the right machine that's going to, uh, to really set your, you know, meet your retirement needs and ex goals. Exactly, and exactly, yeah. So, um, how as a small business owner then, are you really <laughs> teaching yourself to save? Because we run into a lot of business owners that, you know, it's always reinvesting back in the company, back in the company, back in the company. And one mm -hmm. of the things that I'm troubled by is when I always talk to them, what's your exit strategy? Oh, I'm going to build this thing up and I'm going to sell it for a gazillion dollars and run off into the sunset. And I talk to many business owners and especially those that are selling and they don't get the offers that they thought they were. The cash isn't there. There's, I got to stay on and have a buyout for three or four years, all these different things. And so, uh, they didn't necessarily do as good a job saving because they thought that the you know the payoff was going to be when I sell it that's how I'm going to get wealthy. Mm -hmm. You just said something completely different, saving first and then seeing what happens. Mm -hmm. How have you been able to save? Well, I've been lucky enough to have multiple streams of income. Okay, you know, so not only one business or two business, I have three businesses. So. It's, uh, you know, when one might have a lull in the, maybe the season, okay. then I focus more energy on, uh, say, the wholesaling, you know, okay. market. So um, as for saving, you know, it's like, well, there's, all, you know, like I said, different streams of money coming in. Sure. So I, that's, I'm fortunate for that. Uh, but if someone is starting their own business, um, I, I would say, you know, what if? You always have to think of what if. That's a really good What point. if you are unable to perform? What if you got injured? What if you uh, have a health condition? What you know? So you always have to have a backup. You know. So with um, you know managing vacation rentals, that's something where you know you don't really, as long as you have you know a, a handyman, you have a cleaning uh, sure. ladies, um, you have someone that is on call that can go in for an emergency. You have to have a, a plumbing issue. You've got to have a heating an HVAC company on speed dial. You know, really so it so it's like you have to think about you know the what ifs, and that's something. Well, it's a, it's just something I fall back on. You know, for any real estate properties that that I own currently, that you know, well, it's something that's going to have uh, you know a stream of income if something happens to me, if okay. I'm ho uh, hospitalized, or you know, so where I can sit back and okay, make some calls and you know, make just push that the property if right. I need a if I need some income, then I'll decrease you know, and if it's open, then just decrease the nightly rate. I think a uh, so. great message because the temptation would be to take that money and try to expand or like you said, spend, spend, spend. Ironically, I've talked to business owners when they do the spend, spend, spend and have fun with it. They found out it wasn't quite as much fun as they, you know, they thought it were, was. And, mm -hmm. and what we say is, is it's okay to do that, but just set maybe one goal. You know, maybe I'm going to take my family here or I'm going to buy this or whatever rather than just take it all go great and think that, you know, I'll just make it back next month. Um, mm -hmm. And having that temptation to save. We always talk about paying yourself first. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that we did was uh, the small case platform. 
you kind of uh, moved a little bit away from real estate and some of the things that you did. And we did, uh, you know, the saving insurance program as opposed to a Roth. Um, talk about some of the things that you liked about that program. Uh, well, you know what, it's, uh, I, the main reason I like that is I'm thinking about the future. Okay. You know, I'm thinking about what is going to happen to me when I have kids and I get older, I'm unable to work as many hours okay. or not want to work as many hours. Um, what if my health de declines? Um, okay. You know, I want to have something for my family uh, to support them when I get older. Okay. So that really was something that uh, really stuck out and what was something that I thought would be uh, behoove me if I, you know, would, would sign up for. Okay. So you like. Um, the insurance protection, which is important because mm -hmm. it does have the ability to use the death benefit yes. to help pay yourself mm -hmm. to get sick or hurt. Mm -hmm. The savings aspect of it, the fact mm -hmm. that it's money that you can use, it's tax-free, and, and it really is your money, and you have the flexibility to uh, to use it uh, as, as you want it. Um, was the tax part of it important to you? Mm, it is. It is important. Okay. You know, it is important. Um, but like I said, I was more so thinking of the future. Okay. You know, planning for the future. Okay. That's what I'm, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, having the, uh, the death, that death benefit, like you said, sure. um, and also the, uh, the insurance, um, the critical illness, chronic illness part. Yeah, chronic illness. You, uh, you recently became a family man, so, um, and I know that you've, been excited about having kids and things so you know one of the things that's interesting is as you said that could change like that uh, I can talk my personal situation it literally changed overnight to where getting insurance was really tough if mm -hmm. at all and uh, and I think that that's smart one of one of the things that I've heard you say throughout this conversation is is how you're really thinking it out long term and uh, I think that's really uh, special because most people think of the now mm -hmm. and they don't think about all the bigger pictures and the, and the end run. And so um, do you attribute that to some mentor that you had or was it a book? Was it self-taught? Was there a scary event in your life? No, it's, it, it's more so of uh, I wish I would have planned ahead uh, further in the Earlier, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Earlier in my well, there's still time for 75. Year, in my younger years, done, so. <laughs> you so. look good for 75, by the way. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, no, so I, I really <clears throat> think um, you know some of those things are good. I, I like uh, one of the things that you told me too was is you know having your money diversified in a couple of different areas. Again, just like what you said, not putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. You mentioned I have multiple streams of income. Uh, I've always read some of the more successful entrepreneurs. That's been one of their keys: multiple streams of income, mm -hmm. uh, thinking, you know, long term, not short term. Taking some money off the table. I really wish with our our business owner clients that they would learn about taking some money off the table now and not thinking that the payoff is when I go to sell this. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that you know you've got this fallback plan, and uh, I think all of that's really important. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, well, I just think it's uh, it really is beneficial to have a um, an opportunity to 
you know, get into the type of plans that you, you know, you're selling. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have known about this, you know, years ago, you okay. know, so it's just something that, you know, in my, you know, early thirties, I wish, you know, I would have planned ahead, you sure. know, a little bit better. Well, you know, so, um, the one thing that I think ties into what you said too, and I, and I appreciate that was the fact that you have a team mm -hmm. and I really think that our relationship I'm a member of your team, your financial team. I know that, you know, we have talked to your accountants, getting some things in place and, and, and different things like that. So again, um, the success that you've enjoyed is by surrounding yourself with good people. Um, the one thing I think was really good is you asked a lot of questions, you became educated, you've become comfortable, um, and it's been a process. Mm -hmm. And we didn't just jump on this today. But at the same time, you know, the fact that you're 30, I, I get it, but the fact that you're doing it now still means you're taking action and moving forward. Too many people procrastinate and they think, I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna get around to it. And it just never happens. So true. nothing true. but continued success to you. Thank um, you. I really appreciate your time. And uh, more importantly, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to uh, healthiermoney.com. We look forward to helping you in any way that we can. Have a good day.